Hello and welcome to our podcast. Thanks for tuning in to our global broadcast across Hope City Church. We pray that this message inspires, encourages, and builds your faith as you listen. Enjoy the message. I don't know what's happened to you during in this season, but it's a very interesting one. I've noticed cracks in the wallpaper in the house. I have noticed that my skirting boards need cleaning. Like, I've watched my life suddenly diminish to the lowest common denominator. Like, I'm seeing things I never see. And it's because almost my world, I don't know about you, but it feels like my world's been shrunk to a very small place. And I I commented today, the other day, when we went out on a long drive, I commented that I was almost finding it hard to see the horizon because I was so used to just seeing the end of my lounge room. And it's interesting how this season has almost shrunk us in some way. Um, It's brought on the delights of isolation, if you can say that. And you start to attach yourself, you find yourself attaching yourself to some of the fears and the constraints of the season. And it actually reminded me of a very, very famous true story. And it was about an heiress in 1974 called Patty Hearst. And she was kidnapped. And the whole saga became very famous across the world. And it highlighted a syndrome, a psychological syndrome called Stockholm Syndrome. I'm going to tell you what it is. Stockholm Syndrome is a psychological response that occurs when hostages or abuse victims bond with their captors or abusers. This connection develops over the course of the days, the weeks and the months or even years of their captivity. So the story of Patty Hurst was that she was in a six-day bank siege. She was a newspaper heiress. She was known for being very wealthy. And she was kidnapped by revolutionary militants in 1974. So the the older people watching today will remember this. The younger have probably never heard of this story. And she appeared to develop sympathy with her captors. And then she joined them in a robbery. This was like an heiress, never broken the law. And then she joined her captors in a robbery. And she was eventually caught and she received a prison sentence. So her lawyer, when she went to court, claimed the 19-year-old was brainwashed and was suffering from Stockholm Syndrome. It's an irrational feeling of association and comfort with her captors. Have we today, have we developed a dependency Have we developed an association with a season that does not look good on us? Have we developed an association with a season that does not propel us in our neck? So I want to take you there today. I want to talk about the currency of captivity. And what seems to evaporate in a season of isolation and a captivity is is a lack of hope and positivity and a climate of fear developed that just punctuates the atmosphere. And I don't know about you, have 
You've been walking through a park. Do you know, people, let's be honest here, this, <laughs> this two metre rule has developed monsters. Like, I, we have been walking through a park and I've been sworn at twice. And listen, I needed a ruler, my friends, because I'm sure it was at least three metres. Um, it's just like people have developed around them a, a capacity for fear and they've embraced a spirit um, that is not good. Perhaps even more interesting, and don't write, don't write in. The more interesting thing is the corona stare. Now, I wore a mask to the supermarket the other day just to try it out, first time. I didn't really need it because I wasn't close to a lot of people. I thought, no, let's give this a go. And do you know your eyes, they become more glaring. And there's this, I call it the corona stare. There's this thing that's developed. And then I've also seen, and you'll laugh with me now, I've also seen some very interesting masks. And you are defined by the material you choose. And, you know, I've gone for the basic one that matches every outfit, a white or a pale grey. But I've seen some Superman masks. I've seen some Darth Vader masks. And I'm like, my goodness, people are really making a statement by what they put on their face. But all joking, put to side. The currency of the season has become fear and it's become hard labour. And it reminded me of the story of the children of Israel in Exodus. I'm going to read to you from Exodus 1, verse 11 to 14. So they put slave masters over them to oppress them with forced labour. They made their lives bitter with hard labour in brick and mortar and with all kinds of work in the fields. In all their harsh labour, the Egyptians worked them ruthlessly. Now you would think after the Egyptians were released from their captivity that they would not want to go back for a second to what they had experienced. They wouldn't want to look back. They, they were out of there. But then we read further on in Exodus 16. And it says, The whole Israelite community set out from Elan and came to the desert of Sin. I think that probably says it all. Which is between Elam and Sinai. And this is after they'd come up out of Egypt. In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. So what had happened? They had taken out the captivity of the season that had known before. They'd taken the currency of captivity. They had taken what they had developed in lockdown. Fear, resignation, a settling for smallness and retraction. And what I want to do today as I speak to you is I want to break this insidious creep that comes over our spirits. The Stockholm Syndrome that wants to shrink our walk with God to the size 
of the perceived status quo. That is not your portion. So I'm going to read to you from Psalm 124 before we go further. Lean in. If the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say, if the Lord had not been on our side when people attacked us, they would have swallowed us alive. When their anger flared against us, the flood would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. Praise be to the Lord who has not let us be torn by their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the fowler's snare. The snare has been broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. There are some snares that are not your portion. They're not your portion now and they're not your portion in your next. Your life, people today, your life operates in a currency that is completely polar opposite to the currency that has been peddled to our spirit in the recent season. We are not going, listen church, we are not going to exhibit Stockholm Syndrome in our speech, in our attitude, in our action, in our experience. We're not going, listen today, we are not going to add a side dish of fear to our future. We are not going to add a main course of resignation. Oh, well, I just give up. We're not going to develop a menu developed on retraction. This is not your portion. And this has never been your portion. So I want to help you today to get an antidote. These are the big words at the moment. To get an antidote, to get a vaccine to the things that can really cripple us as we move forward. And the first one I want to speak today about is fear. You can feel it in the atmosphere. It's all over the media. It's in the park as you walk around. It's in the supermarkets. I'm going to read to you that scripture that's so incredible. And it's from 2 Timothy 1, verse 6 to 7. For God has not given us Speak it over yourselves as I'm saying this to you today. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Why does the Bible call fear a spirit? Because it is. It's an atmosphere. It's a constraint. It's an environment that we allow. And I firmly believe that you can't mitigate against fear. You have to face it head on. It's insidious. It, and unless it's addressed in our lives, it multiplies. It's almost like the unseen, the germ, the unseen disease. Fear is the same thing because we can't see it. And unless we address it, it multiplies in our lives. And then it paralyzes us. And I don't know about you, it makes us irrational. So what's the antidote? 
What's the vaccine that we can apply today to fear? 1 John 4.18 There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We don't deal with this spirit as we've heard people do before by cursing it. We don't deal with fear by standing on our head and binding it. We don't deal with fear by praying over it or even declaring over it. So much of that we try to do and it achieves very little. The way we deal to fear, deal with fear, is knowing the love that a small child knows that its father has for them. We deal with fear not by screaming at a disease. We deal with fear by applying the antidote of the love of God and the commitment of God to our lives. It's time to vaccinate ourselves again. God loves you. He gives good gifts to you. He always finishes what He starts in our lives. He doesn't leave you halfway through. So that's fear dealt with. Let's talk about resignation, shall we? You know that feeling when you just sit on the sofa and think, I'm never moving again. I've noticed an interesting shift in myself in this season. We decided very recently that there was no way we could go to Australia and see our family in August. Um, You had to quarantine two weeks there and then you had to quarantine two weeks coming back here. That's a month out of our lives. It was many and layered the decision and I was meeting new family this August, which made me really sad that I couldn't meet them. But there was an odd relief in me when the decision was made. It was like a resignation, which I was comfy with at first. And then I started to get annoyed by the news. I don't know about you, I've wanted to throw the remote. Hands up. Call me misguided. Call me not a realist. But it started to really annoy me. And something started to bubble in my spirit. And I was like, I will not accept the new normal. There's a lot of new normal being talked about. And it's like a holy passion rose inside of me. Don't you, spirit of disease, tell me I will never hug or embrace or eat with my friends and family again. Don't tell me the new normal, the definition of the rest of our lives is people walking across roads to enforce the two metre rule. And I brought out a bit of an antidote to it myself. And people walk past me and this is what I say to them. We must not forget how to hug each other. I've, I've given a few people a fright by that. But we must not forget that this is, we do not accept a new normal that is not God. The antidote to resignation is promise. Exodus 32, verse 11 to 13. But Moses sought the favour of the Lord his God. Lord, he said, why should your anger burn against your people whom you brought out of Egypt with great power and a mighty hand? 
Why should the Egyptians say it was with evil intent that he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to wipe them off the face of the earth? And then the promise. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and I will give your descendants all this land I promised them and it will be their inheritance forever. Let's get the promise out, people. Let's roll off those dusty words God has given to your spirit. Let's mull over them. Let's breathe the life of confession back into them. I'm falling off my chair. I'm getting so passionate. Let's not resign to the season, but let's bring out the promise of God. And the final thing that we find in this season that's trying to speak to our spirit is retraction. To retract back to even a a pre-isolation season. 1 John 5 verse 5 says, This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. What is it that overcomes the world? Only the one that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. That's you. Faith looks good on you. I'm reminded of a verse that you would think there was no way we could apply to this season. And this is the verse that will propel you into your stratospheric next. Isaiah 54, verse two to four. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Retraction does not look good on you people. Expansion is the word I wanna bring into your spirit today for this season. The word that prophesies over, prophesies over the world season, that prophesies over your family season. I wanna encourage you in this moment to expand your faith, to lift your eyes, to dream up a bigger plan and a bigger purpose. Strikes me today, this Sunday, is Pentecost Sunday. This was a moment when the world was changed. And in Joel, it says, in the last days, I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams. All that incredible passage of Scripture. This is dreams fulfilled. And I've determined in my heart that I will not retract my vision, I will build it. This season is not speaking to the core of my being. The core of my being is speaking to this season. I want you today to prophesy over the very thing that has threatened. I found myself thinking about the effect of City Hearts, the charity I run across the world And how in this season, the enemy was trying to say that there's no way that we could build things that were overseas. And I began to realise that the enemy wants to speak to you and to try to make you retract in the very thing that God wants to do. I heard on the news that in Germany, in some churches, they were banning people on singing. And I thought praise is a weapon of heaven. 
And so we need to get active in this season and a militant in our spirit and in the secret place and begin to prophesy over our lives and our world. We need to in this season expand our vision instead of being retracted by what's going on. I want you to dust off those words of God over your lives and begin to feed into them in prayer. Begin to dream about something that's bigger than you've ever seen. Begin to dream over your life for God pouring out His Spirit on all flesh in the most profound and incredible way. Begin to dream that God's gonna touch your world, touch your family, touch your life, touch your friends. I've coined a phrase in my spirit. I'm not getting Stockholm. You're not getting Stockholmed. I'm not taking fear and resignation and retraction. I'm not taking those out with me as a byproduct of this season. I'm taking out the love of God. I'm taking out promise. I'm taking out bigness of spirit and enlargement. I'm taking territory. Speaking over people today, you're gonna take territory out of this season. You have not been defined by this season, but your spirit has grown Your faith has grown. Your belief has grown. I'm taking out of this season love and vision and faith and expansive future. That's my prayer over you today, church, that you do not take out what you have been fed with in this season, but instead on this Pentecost Sunday, we rise as a people, And we begin to believe again for signs and wonders and miracles. We begin to believe again that we as a people, if we are called by His Name and seek His face, that God will pour out from heaven and He will will heal our land and He will touch people. I'm believing out of this season that everything you dreamed of will not just happen, but will multiply. That the Word for you in the next season, you are not Stockholmed you are multiplying. And I'm gonna pray over you on this Sunday that this Word has shaken our resignation and our retraction and it's done something in us that defines our tomorrow. Let me pray for you. Father, we will not be defined by a spirit that tries to cause us to retract. But instead today, Lord, we are only defined by promise. We are defined only by purpose. And we are only defined by the hugeness of who You are and what You can do. In Jesus' Name, Amen. We hope you've enjoyed our podcast today. If you have, we'd love for you to subscribe to our channel right on our homepage so you can hear all the latest messages from Hope City Church. Why not head to our website at hopecity.church to keep up to date with all that's happening across Hope City.